Welcome to Senior Living Marketing Success, where we help you get more tours, more move-ins, and more reviews. In this episode, I sit down and talk with Kelly Ornberg, the Senior Vice President of Bridge Senior Living. She tells us a little bit about what Bridge Senior Living is doing and how to put on a successful marketing conference. Well, welcome back to Senior Living Marketing Success. In this episode, I am extremely excited to have Kelly Ornberg with us. Kelly is the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Strategy for Bridge Senior Living. Kelly, thanks so much for uh, joining this podcast episode. We're so glad to have you. I'm happy to be here, Luke. It's good to to meet you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is great. You know, it's sometimes I get really tired of Zoom, but then there's other opportunities like this when I think this only this can happen because of zoom right you get to meet people uh and get to know them so um but i I want to survive last year right (laughs) oh my goodness yeah yeah well so if if you're if you're listening and you don't know who kelly is kelly's background i think is what really made her someone i i saw and i thought we've got to get her on this podcast because kelly has worked uh, at a local community um she's worked regionally in marketing, she's worked um, as the chief marketing officer for senior vice president, and then she's also worked on the agency side of things. So she's got some very, uh, I know some really invaluable experience and some advice to share with us. So we're gonna go ahead and just dive right on in. Um, so Kelly, I'd love to start with this. Um, start with, just tell me a little bit about your your company's why. Uh, and if you wanna throw, you know, your personal why into that, you know, what, why do you do what you do? What really makes you passionate uh, about what you do? I mean, I think it's, you know, you have to find a company that aligns with your mission and why you do what you do. Right. And so I appreciate that specific question. Um, I have been in this industry my whole life. And Luke, I started out when I was um, a new life plan community was being built down the street. And a lot of my friends and myself have an opportunity to be a 14 year old serving in a local dining room. And so, you know, I've been watching how this type of lifestyle changes lives for the better for over 25 years now. And so I'm one of those, I don't know if it's rare anymore, but one of those people that knew from an early age that that's what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to be a part of something that changed lives. That wasn't just a product. I think before I was 14, I had visions of like working in New York City and working on Nike accounts. And there's this movie that Mel Gibson was in. It was called What Women Want. And I was like, I want to do that for a living. I want to be that <laughs> marketing and advertising person and live in the big city. And, um, you know, and so then starting out at senior living when you're 14, you know, kind of changes things. Um, and even then, even in college, I was like, I don't know that I want to do this. Um, and so my friends all went to Europe and I started working professionally in marketing right out of college. And it was a very different experience. And those of us in the industry can tell you that when you're talking about, you know, activities of daily living and medication management and some of those not really fun things um, that aren't as sexy in the marketing world, it can be a hard thing sometimes because our society doesn't understand that what we do is caring for people. And how do you turn that and make it something that is attractive and is important to society? And so that's sort of not only is my why our communities create better lives for people, but it's also this whole 
opportunity to combat aging. And this year in particular has really, you know, taken us back a few mm -hmm. steps. And I know you know that. And so, you know, working with a company, I've done startups, I've started companies myself, but my main attraction to sort of shifting to bridge senior living was really the fact that they recognize the value that community has. And they recognize that we own buildings, yes, but at the end of the day, we want to operate and have good, meaningful experiences and have better health healthcare outcomes. Because when you can control the overall health and wellness of a resident, we, we can control so much, right? Less hospitalizations, we have healthier residents, less medications are required, all of the things that really create a healthy and successful life, Bridge Senior Living is all about testing and innovating, and it just was a really good fit for me. So that was a big old mouthful, but that's my <laughs> big why. <laughs> no, I love it. That That is a, a great answer. And I think sometimes, you know, there, there's, a, and, and you know this, the whole balance between, you know, obviously the bottom line is very important, but focusing so much on that that you really lose sight of why are we in this in the first place and like you said it's it's creating that um better lives for people i love that yeah. yep. so Absolutely. um what would you say has been bridges senior living uh, bridge senior living's biggest obstacle so far that that it's faced and how were you able to overcome that or maybe you're facing one right now and, and you'd like to kind of explain what you're doing to overcome that yeah, I mean, Bridge Senior Living um, has grown so much. I'm not sure if you know this, but we've only been an operating company for just a little over two years. And wow. so what we've been able to accomplish in two years is pretty incredible. I mean, we're operating in 28 different communities across 15 different states and continuing to grow. And so there's- And that happened in two years? We've only been operating for two years. Now we've oh owned goodness. buildings, you know, for a very long time. Um, and we've always had some, you know, other seniors housing companies manage that, but we decided that it's really important for us to control the experiences that's happening inside our building and really be able to have that granularity that is needed to provide better healthcare outcomes. And so, you know, not only did Bridge grow so much, we grew in 2021, Q1, we had had all these new communities we were onboarding and that we couldn't do anything for a year, right? We yeah. couldn't travel. We couldn't go inside the buildings and meet our teams. We couldn't help them in a way that most of us would want. Um, and that wasn't our fault. We, we are in states that are a little more highly regulated. We've got some communities in Alabama and New York and Jersey, and as you know, different health departments. So while I mm -hmm. talk about COVID a little bit, there was also just this huge growth that we experienced and then had to shift to saving lives and making sure everybody was safe for 15 months. And so we're in this really cool spot, honestly, Luke, where we get to say, who are we and what do we want to do and how do we become better? And, you know, in my job as the strategy side, how fun is that, that I've been trusted with 2,400 and well, right now, 2,800 residents' lives and over 2,000 employees to really say, what do we want that experience to be? How do we continue to create better um, resident experiences and employee experiences? Because at the end of the day, that's our brand, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can have the best website ever for sure. And, and we're working on that. We're, we're not, um, we want to tell our story better, but if you don't have happy employees and if you don't have a good resident experience, 
that's your reputation. And I think we have to get back to some of the basics. And that's really what's important to our company right now is just having that opportunity to do that. And that's really where our initiatives are being focused on, um, which is why one of the first things that I did when I started is I wanted to meet everybody. You know, we're vaccinated and it's like, hey, let's get on a plane and get together again in a safe space. But I can understand what you've been through. I can understand what you need. And then I can start making decisions based off of that. And so that's what excites me about all things Bridge Senior Living right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that question. Just simply, how do we become better? Um, I think that's a, a great question just for people to keep in mind when they think about their own communities or care homes is just at the end of the day, whatever decision we're about to make, is this going to help us get better? Right. Um, love that. All right. Um, what challenge would you say Bridge Senior Living faces today? Or if you want to take it a little more broad than that, just what what challenge would you say the senior living industry faces? Yeah, I mean, I think some of us, and you know this, I've heard some of the other conversations, but obviously Bridge took a little bit of a hit uh, with COVID. And so as far as occupancy, it's it's important to, to make sure that all of us in this industry are, are doing the right things to, to have the right residents move in at the right time. Um, and as what we're seeing is this pandemic aged our folks so much. And so we're moving in people with such greater needs than ever before. But here's the cool part about that is never has there been a better time to prove to the world that community living is best because we've seen people struggle in isolation at home, toughing it out in their houses, not having any type of interaction. And they got really sick this past year. And so as we're coming out of this and we're starting to serve families and residents again, they're sicker, Luke, and it's hard. It's hard for our teams to see. It's hard to take care of, um, but we want to. But then mm -hmm. there's also this greater um, issue of staffing right now. And I would say it's, it's hard to, with the current economic environment, be able to find all of and fill all of our positions and make sure that we have the right people in the right place to just provide basic care. And so we've been getting extremely creative and partnering and, and getting creative with shifts and trying to really make sure that our teams feel valued from a culture perspective, because what we've got to make sure that people aren't doing is walking out of our buildings to go work for the Amazon warehouse down the road because they're paying them three extra dollars an hour, yep. right? Like yep. we know that people will stay for the right reasons. And so mm -hmm. that's our biggest opportunity that we're working on. And I think, you know, when I brought everybody together and you and I were talking about this earlier, just to have a, a meeting is we've got to give our teams a little bit of, of, um, grace and just understanding of the trauma that everybody has went through. And if we can understand that and show up in a compassionate way, then they can serve not only our residents better, but our future future prospects better. That's great. Fantastic. If I had a dollar for every time I've heard someone say in the past two months, my biggest struggle is finding employees. Uh, I would be extremely wealthy. Everyone Ha is, is having that same issue, finding employees. Yeah. Uh, it's such a huge challenge. Yes. So how, um, maybe kind of a couple questions combined in one here, but yeah. maybe how would you define success? What does success look like for you? Uh, and if you wanna shift that to just bridge senior living success, what does success look like for them? However you wanna answer that, I'll leave that up to you. 
I think we have such an opportunity at Bridge and in the industry to be incredible storytellers. And that's what excites me about working for this company is you can't necessarily see what happens beyond those four walls, right? And so we've got to do a better job at telling that story and, you know, and overcoming the fear of seniors housing. And if there's another breakout or another, um, you know, variant coming down the way, what does that look like, right? And so I'm a huge proponent of, you know, from a marketing perspective and sharing, you know, what's real and what's hard and that vulnerability and transparency that the consumer demands at this point. Mm. And if we, if we come across and we say, we're the best senior living operator there ever was, um, you know, that's not really fair to say, right? Because I'm sure when you peel apart the layers to like any organization, there's always opportunities to learn and, and grow. But I want to own that, and I want our our teams to to um, really understand that it's okay to be tired sometimes. It's okay to be grieving the loss of those that we care for, um, and it's okay to have a little bit of compassion fatigue. But what can we do to help you overcome that? So not only do you feel supported, but that you can show up each and every day and contribute the best that you can to to serving our our residents. And so, to me, it's an example would be tell the story of what it's like for an adult child who's got kids in college and is running her company whose mother fell and doesn't know what to do and just helping people understand that that's not a glamorous situation for everyone to be in. And I think we've got to start being very real with our marketing versus very, it's so great. It's so, it is great. All of those things. It's happy. It's wonderful. But I think we've got to own the heart a little bit because that's, re that resonates with people. And so I really am looking forward to getting inside the hearts and minds of those who are the decision makers and helping them have a piece about not only their journey and their process, but the reality of moving a loved one into a community and what that can feel like. There's some guilt with that. There's fears with that. And it's okay to talk about those things. And I think mm -hmm. we just have a great opportunity to educate and tell that story as well, that it's okay. And, and yeah. we're here to help you and support you. That that was fantastic, and and what you were touching on is similar to what we've we've talked about on this podcast before. That I mean, like you said, it seems like almost every community out there is saying, you know, we're the best. Check out all of these amenities, but at the end of the day, if you want to actually connect with the adult children, you've got to show them, hey, we understand exactly what you're going through. We understand that you're you're probably losing sleep at night. We understand you're worried about mom or dad slipping and falling in the driveway again. That's how you make that connection with the adult children. Uh, yeah. So that was, was a great, great comment. Um, what makes Bridge Senior Living memorable among its competitors? Oh my gosh, I mean, I, I know people always say this, but man, we've got some dedicated employees. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we are a people business, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it just is what it is. I mean, you can say we're apartments and buildings all day long, but we're not. Like at the end of the day, we are a people business and our um, our whole team is always saying, what, what support can we do? What do we need to do differently? How do we innovate? What do we need to change? And I love that in such a start up environment that we can be that 
quick deer and not the 800 pound gorilla, right? I think sometimes mm -hmm. when you're in an organization, you know, it can take a long time to pivot to make a change because you've got to go through processes or maybe you got to do some A-B testing or whatever it is. And there's a time and a place for A-B testing. Let's be clear. And I'm a huge proponent of that. Mm -hmm. But I love, you know, watching how this team, you know, collaborates from anything of how do we save this employee to how do we create a better dining experience? Do we need to go down to the local farmer market on this Saturday? And who's going to do that? And just, you know, it's all this problem solving. And you know, we have a phrase that kind of gets thrown around a lot. It's you can hire anybody to tell you your problems, but we want to hire people to tell us our solutions. Mm. Solution oriented is, you know, what I love about this company and what excites me about how they want to continue to show up for their teams as well as continue to grow. And um, I think when you have that that mindset, um, you can you can really go and, and take your company to places it's never been before. When you have that transparency and vulnerability and opportunity to to innovate and take chances, that's yes. the best part. Yeah, I love it. And so you just got back from a marketing conference, right? That you you put on for your marketing directors. So tell me a little bit about what would you say makes a marketing conference so successful? Because I know there's a lot of them out there, whether it's kind of industry-wide conferences or very, you know, company-specific, only our marketing people are in this conference. What did you do or, 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 you know, what did Bridge Senior Living do in your marketing conference that you said, that, that you would say made it successful? Yeah, I mean, if you think about our industry, you know, 20 years ago when I started out as a marketing director, that meant what? You take a brochure and drop it off somewhere, right? I mean, right. it wasn't you know, as sophisticated with social media, with public relations, with, you know, you know, artificial intelligence and automation email and data, 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 whatever you want to call it, all the analytics, all the consumer behavior insights, all of the stalking and all of that. And so, you know, we have this really funky um, industry because our sales directors are so relational and they should be. That's their job is to build relationships, but we also require them to be marketers. And sometimes those are two very different skill sets and very different brains. Um, the marketing world is, is, is always 20 feet ahead and the sales world is always what's right in front of you, right? And so we've got to continue to train our teams. And I use this analogy because I, I, I live in Utah, but I was telling the teams about, listen guys, in our roles, you've got to be sales and marketing, which is like mountain biking, right? I'm a mountain biker. So you got to look at the rock right in front of you. But while you're going over that rock, you got to make sure there's not another one coming down the mm -hmm. pipe, right? You've always mm -hmm. got to 20 feet and two feet, 20 feet and two feet. And that's marketing. And so we spent a lot of time at our conference helping them understand the tools that are available to them to be good marketers, whether it's, you know, there's this whole push for video messaging because it works and we have that tool to do that. There's a whole push for, um, you know, better public relations opportunities to tell stories, you know, long gone are the days where you necessarily just um, send out an email to the local news and somebody comes out and, and records like you've got to be strategic about your social media, you've got to be strategic about storytelling, because if you don't do it, then no one is going to know what's happening inside your buildings. And so we talked a lot about those things. We also had um, a lot of different 
uh, vendors come that just really helped us understand the value of their tools and the marketing side. And so, for example, if, you know, obviously our third party referral sources or they want to be strategic partners and helping people move through the process. Um, we have, um, like I said, our new advertising agency that I'm partnering with. We're doing lots of cool opportunities for new kinds of storytelling with different testimonials, really trying to be different and really trying to use our residents and our experiences to tell our story in our individual markets. And a lot of people don't always wanna invest in that because it's not cheap, but how important is it right. that it's our story at Bridge to Tell? And I and think not, that- And not the Shutterstock image of oh gosh, a fake person. <laughs> yeah, and, and listen, there's a time and a place for that financially, but I think sure. our, our consumer is becoming more and more savvy. And yeah. while we can, we've got to do, uh, we launched a new website in April. And so we're having a lot of different, um, you know, new information come through on user experience. And so as I always tell my partners in this industry, if you're not understanding your customer experience online, you need to. At, at this level, you need to be holding your agency accountable and understanding things from scroll depth, from, you know, where people are clicking, how many pages they're going to, what are your bounce rates? I mean, that's going to tell you your story and what type of content that is needed to help people actually request information um, and not go to the person down the street, right? You've got to have the right content. You've got to tell the right story. And so we talked a lot about, about this at our conference. When you are in your buildings, you've got to know what differentiates you um, from everybody else. And you've got to be okay telling that story. And so there's lots of different tools and ways to do that. But what we learned is more importantly, you know, Luke is some of these folks that have been working in our communities just had to get back to basics. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember, you know, somebody telling me they moved in somebody two months ago and it was like, you know, people forgot to greet them. Oh. Right. You're like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to knock on the door and make sure Mrs. Smith had a good experience because your brain yeah. hasn't been focused on that. Right. So we ended up joking and laughing and dusting off a lot of our old tools. Um, I was telling someone the other day when I was in a meeting, I walk into this meeting and we're on Zoom and I'm going where are these other people located that were on Zoom? And they go, in the office next door. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like we're on a <laughs> Zoom call in the same office. And so I went around knocking on doors and I'm like, you guys, we gotta go to the conference or we can actually yeah. be in the same room together again. And we were laughing because we were just programmed to send a Zoom link without mm -hmm. even thinking we should book a conference room and have that type of culture and collaboration again. And so we really talked a lot about getting back to that interaction and those basics and then how do we continue to shift and and, and be better at telling our story. So uh, from a marketing perspective, it was great to be together. Yep. There's nothing that can replace that face-to-face -face time. I mean, you know that. It just isn't. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they really needed to practice. We did lots of role-playing. Again, we did lots of, you know, we're so used to offering a virtual tour that we're forgetting to invite people back in for that experience. And so we created an artificial environment for them to really practice and feel safe to fumble and and, and have the hard conversations, right? Well, what happens if you go on lockdown again? And am I gonna be able to see my mom? And are we going on quarantine? And, you know, really providing 
your sales teams with that safe space to practice, they can go back and be successful in their own environments. And so um, it was all kinds of excitement and still I'm excited about it because I'm talking so fast and probably not letting you get a word in edgewise, but I would challenge anybody to get their teams together and really get back to basics. That's absolutely fantastic. Great, great stuff. Um, I think that's I, that's fascinating about the, the artificial environment. Um, yeah, I think that's because I've seen people try to incorporate some role play before, but usually it's like sitting around a table. Um, so I didn't really know how effective that was. Did you feel like that artificial environment was effective? I did some. Um, it was very evident to me that some folks had zero idea how to talk about their communities and, and how to overcome objections. And so mm. we you know, we really, um, and this was on LinkedIn and we put folks in their regions and put elevators on the floor, like mapped out an elevator and the teams had to partner up and really talk about how they would sell their community to a prospect or referral source. If you were in an elevator, right. Which is basically 60 wow. to 90 seconds. Yep. And so we had them practice with each other and really talk about what was important to their communities. And here's what they're forgetting. These folks have been saving lives and, and, and um, trying to manage sales, but unfortunately getting pulled into, you know, answering family phone calls, delivering meals to their doors that they've kind of forgotten what makes their community so unique. And so we were able to really talk about, you know, listen, Dana, the best thing about your community is Travis, your director of wellness, because you know that he is the best caretaker you have ever met. And you can have the confidence and understanding that any person who moves in their loved one, you can say he's going to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun to sort of help them see from the outside looking in what was so great about what they do. And it was, we spent an hour and a half in our regions, in the elevator mm -hmm. speeches, practicing and really having that opportunity to struggle and that opportunity to get better and practice over and over again. And that to us just really helped people, uh, you know, be set in the right direction to continue to have those conversations after they left the conference. That's fantastic. I love that. Is there anything else that, that you just want to share in general that we haven't covered already or, um, do you, do you think we, we covered everything you wanted to mention? I think um, just being so passionate about the industry, I think if mm -hmm. there is anyone you know listening, I just would remind people that it's, while some of us are tired, I think never has there been a better time for senior living to provide the anecdote for what people are struggling with. And that mm -hmm. to me is, at the end of the day, there's three things that have an impact on the quality of life. And, you know, number one, it's the social determinants of health. It's where you live matters. And if you're not getting meaningful engagements with people in the same stage of life, if you're not getting the type of exercise that's meaningful to you at any stage of life, and if you're not getting good nutrition, those three things are so important in our communities across the board, do such a great job. And I would just encourage people to remember that no matter what, we can provide a better experience in our communities versus folks toughing it out in their house. That social isolation is the number one killer of our residents. And I think that, you know, we do a really great job of providing community and just to encourage folks to remember that and encourage folks to remind their teams of that. So that's great. 
Kelly, thank you so much for joining this podcast. If someone wants to learn more about Bridge Senior Living, where could they go to do that? Yeah, um, bridgeseniorliving.com, or you can always look me up on LinkedIn, and my email is kelly.ornberg at bridgeig.com, bridgeig.com. So feel free to reach out, love to connect. I know a lot of us in this industry love learning from each other and picking up the phone and saying, has this worked, has this not worked, or what do you think about trying this? And I do think we're such a friendly industry because at the end of the day, we just want to serve people. So thank you for that, Luke. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Really have enjoyed this. And I think our listeners are going to take a lot from this podcast. Thanks so much for, for joining. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you want your senior living marketing or your senior care marketing to be more successful, just join our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com, search for senior living marketing success, and then join the group. 